welcome to Mark My Words, the first episode, the inaugural episode for the season, Mark My Words, a football podcast with Rob and Scott. And we are going to be here all season long into the postseason, and maybe a little in the offseason as well, to get you up to date on everything going on in the NFL. We're going to be doing season predictions, season awards, and weekly picks. So if that sounds of interest to you, we'd really appreciate if you would subscribe to the podcast. And for this week, we're just going to be going over season predictions, season awards, and week one picks. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. we get a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. Right, now let's go right into our season predictions here. And this is something we do every year. We've done for the past three years, and we keep track of the scores on it. So we thought it would be that's kind of the reason why I want to do this podcast. We've had some cr- crazy takes, and we've been uh, absurdly right and wrong. So Scott has a point system here that he keeps track of to see how we can do throughout the year. So why don't you explain to them what the point system is there? So how our system works is we pr- go through and we predict each game individually throughout the NFL season to give us our record predictions for the year to make them accurate, as well as going through and predicting our award winners, as well as the playoff bracket. So the way our point system works is, for the regular season, if you correctly predict the record, you get 15 points. If you are one game off the record, you use 10 points. Two games off the record is 5 points. Three games off is 2 points. And anything more than 3 is 0 points. For our award predict- for our award predictions, it is 10 points if you correctly predict the award winner. And it is 5 points if your predicted award winner was nominated but did not win. And we're doing that this year, right? Or are we leaving that out? Correct. We are doing that. Okay. And then, and for our playoffs, predicting the Super Bowl winner is a 20-point bonus. Or, may I have to say, I phrase it. Predicting the Super Bowl winner is worth 20 points. And, pre- yeah. and predicting <laughs> a correct playoff matchup is 15 bonus points. Okay, see, it's basically is rewarding you for doing well in the yes. playoffs. And a team advancing to your predicted playoff round is worth 5, 10, or 15 points for the corresponding round. Okay, so those are huge. Like, you could definitely make up a lot of ground if you do well in the playoffs if you're behind. Absolutely, but that also takes into a lot of things into consideration. Yeah, because you're narrowing down the 32 teams into 14. Yeah. And you, having them in the right spot is extremely difficult. Even if you have the correct teams in the postseason, the teams that you predicted... Did not face each other. Maybe they did, and now two teams you said would go through the divisional round had to face each other, and now one's out. And now wait, so let's say like I predict the Bills to make it right, and the and the Bengals. Let's say the Bills and the Bengals face in the first round, like in my predictions, and I say I have the Bills winning. Now what if the Bills face like the Colts in the first round, and the Bills winning? I still get the same amount of points for the Bills winning that, or is it like? Yes. Okay, so it's not void just because they're facing a different team. Okay. Yes, that'd be correct. Be clear on that, but I wouldn't. But there is a, just an extra fifteen bonus points if the correct rec- There is an extra fifteen bonus points for predicting the correct matchup, regardless of the outcome. Oh, okay. So you get you get credit for both. Yes. Okay, that's good. All right. So I think we're clear on the rules here. So let's start doing it here. We're gonna start with the AFC. We're gonna go north, south, east, and west. So. I'll go first with AFC North, and we'll go one to four. So division winner to division loser. AFC North. 
I have the Baltimore Ravens coming out of that division at 12 and 5. Uh, and they obtain the three seed in my in my uh, predictions. And then second in the division, we have the Super Bowl champs, Cincinnati Bengals at 11 and 6. Um, they also secure the last wild card spot. And then we have the Cleveland Browns at 10 and 7 and the Steelers at 9 and 8. And in my predictions, I have the Bengals coming out on top at 13 and 4, Ooh. holding the number 2 seed in the AFC. Oh, okay. Then at 10 and 7, I have the Baltimore Ravens earning the sixth seed. And then at 9 and 8, we have the Cleveland Browns. And coming up in the rear is the Pittsburgh Steelers at 5 and 12. Holy smokes. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So nothing too crazy, I mean, except the Steelers there. 5 and 12. So I, I don't know, it's going to be difficult because they have three like quarterbacks that are all competing for the job, right? And it looks like Trubisky is going to be the starter day one. Yes, it does. Okay. Well, I mean, when you say you have a quarterback competition, you know what that typically means, right? Yeah. That, that means that there's not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <You> said, <laughs> and I've always been lower on Pittsburgh <laughs> in recent years than everybody else. I just have no faith in them at all. I mean, the fact that they made the playoffs last year with a lifeless Ben Roethlisberger is absolutely astounding to me. Know, they were just they were abysmally boring to watch. Like, like you see the Steelers on TV, there is no like, urge at all. I feel nothing watching them. I do not want to see the Steelers play football, at least last year. I think <laughs> Absolutely. This year, they're going to be more exciting this year. Just, like, like the fact that you said that, I think that plays more into them being better. Like you said, they did, the fact that they were able to get into the playoffs with statue Roethlisberger is incredible. Now they actually have a quarterback that can move. Like, Trubisky is mobile. Like, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be mobile. And I think he's underrated. Like, what we saw in Chicago, he had nothing like with him. Like, look at that Chicago team; like they're the same now as they were then. They have nothing, so I think he's only going to be better for that experience of, of backing Josh Allen and learning from that offense. And you know, even if he's not starting, I think Kenny Pickett. Well, we'll see what what happens there. But he looks pretty poised. Like he looks like kind of that Mac Jones thing, where it's like low, you know, low ceiling, but also high floor. So it's, he's kind of the guy mm -hmm. that comes in. He'll get you, you know, a play action offense. You know he'll be fine in that, so I think they'll do find a way. You know because Najee Harris is a beast, so the offense absolutely run is. He, I mean they're going to be like them and the Cleveland Browns are going to be a, a similar offense. You know they have great running games, questions with the quarterback at least to begin with. So between uh, our AFC North predictions, uh, a few discrepancies, yeah. having the Bengals and Ravens flipped in both of ours. Yes, I I don't know the Bengals to me they that was kind of like a fluke. You know like. Well, you know, I've changed know. my tune about them yeah. quite a bit. Because I believe, I, listening to all the hype leading up to that Super Bowl week, when I said, I bet you the Bengals never get past the divisional round in the next five <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't a hot take to me when you said that. But looking at their receiving core and everything they've got in their offense, Joe Burrow, and they really retooled their offensive line quite well, I, I tend to believe in them more than I did at the time. I don't know, like... They seem like a Philadelphia Eagles type of thing to me. Like, I mean, they were hot. You know, they got good at the right time, but I mean, they just weren't able to sustain it. Like, I'm not. I don't think they have enough. Like, they have Joe Burrow, who's good. We think. You know, he was good for a year. Who knows? Like, I like one year isn't anything. Like, Cam Newton was good for a year. Carson Wentz was good for a year. You know, like all these quarterbacks that are good for a year. They had. He had a pretty special year. 
But, you know, if you go back and look at their schedule, they really didn't start beating the good teams until later in the year. Yes, and they did have a very they easy a, path in the playoffs. Yeah, a very easy path. Facing the Raiders and the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Well, could have, well we'll mean, get more into the Titans later, yeah, of course, Titans, when I talk Titans, about them. But. Titans are pretty bomb. I mean, they were pretty good last year, you know. Okay, I, so. I think they were the best one season ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to ignore that comment <laughs> for now. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't think that's too wild, though. Like, I, the Bengals are good enough to get into the playoffs. Like, them winning the division mm-hmm. isn't hot. I mean, having them at thirteen and four has definitely a, yeah, lot, a lot more than a what you had. Stretch, yeah, but so I don't know. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be like lights out this year, in my opinion. MVP candidate, so I think he leads them. I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. All right, uh, now we're going to go into the AFC South, and that includes the Colts, Titans, Jaguars, and Texans. So Scott, why don't you go first on this one? So this one, I'm sure, is going to have a lot of uh, good conversation between the two of us. Yes. Now, knowing your history between the Colts and the Titans. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll start mine off. In first place, I have the Indianapolis Colts with a record of 11-6. and six. Okay. And they would be the number four seed in the AFC, in my prediction. Then, following up with that, I have the Tennessee Titans at 8-9. and nine. Oh, that's disrespectful. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars at 7-10. and 10. And finally, the Houston Texans at 4-13. and 13. Oh, I mean, that's not terrible, because mine is, mine's going to be more similar than you think. So for me, I had the Colts also at the four seed, um, and I had them at 11-6. and six. I had the Titans uh, at 9-8, and eight. so they missed the playoffs. And Jacksonville Jaguars in third with 6-11 and 11 is their record. And the Texans sitting at the bottom, bringing up the rear, not only of the division, but of the conference, at 2-15. and 15. This may be the most untalented roster in NFL history again um, so that's I think ours is pretty similar there I mean, actually, only... actually it really was yeah <laughs> I mean we had predicted the Colts with the same record only one game difference in both the Titans and Jacksonville and then a two game difference between the Texans but we both really have the same premise with them yeah they're, they're garbage. a very bad team <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I don't know the Titans like number one seed last year now missing the playoffs for both of us so I, I mean they lost what AJ Brown, but other than that, as, as well as Julio Jones and Julio. Well, I mean, really nothing <laughs> at that point. But I mean, what do we like? They've, they've lost other players as well. I believe um, Harold Landry. Oh really? And Roger Saffold. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, I, I love Jeffrey Simmons and I love that defensive line, but and the coaching is always going to be good. But I think the the Titans are a team that are they're going to give you a good fight, and you know what you're going to get from them every week, but. Like, Derrick Henry, I don't know. I feel like the last three years, I've just been waiting for him to, like, crash. But it just hasn't well, happened. Absolutely, same here. Yeah, it's like Tom, it's like the Tom Brady thing. Like, all right, he can't be good every year, yeah. but well, he is. I'll go back to one thing. Uh, Harold Landry tore his ACL today. Oh, are you kidding me? And oh, is out for the season. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is good enough. I mean, but... Yeah. To win you games, but he's. I feel like he's never going to take you to a Super Bowl. No, I, I don't really ever see that. He's not even like. He's not even one of those quarterbacks you can win the Super Bowl with. I don't think he's like a, a tier below that. Like there's, you know, the quarterbacks you win the Super Bowl, you win because. Yes. And you win because, or you win with, you win because. I don't think he's really either of those. I mean, that was they. They had the game in their hands against the Bengals. They like literally played that game so much better than the Bengals. Go back and watch it. They were in every aspect better. 
I believe Tannehill threw three interceptions at the worst time. I believe the in that game, Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback in it, NFL history to, to win a game. Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> this just goes to show you, like, that's just that's unacceptable. Like, I don't. That just is kind of that sums up Ryan Tannehill with the Patriots. Like, I think that they really could have benefited from trying to go for like Jimmy Garoppolo or like snag Baker Mayfield. They were never even in that conversation, which was just. Shocking to me because I think Ryan Tannehill has proven like every season that he's just not the guy. And I think we're both in agreement there. Yes. Uh, the Colts, though, I I think they're going to be really good this year. Uh, so they've pretty much had the same team uh, like the past three years. It's just been the quarterback they've had a different one like in four years. Yes, they have. I mean, personally, I have a lot of belief in Matt Ryan to be able to take a team and elevate them, especially over the play they've had recently with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Sure. Like two, as two different quarterbacks that you could ask for. <laughs> yeah, when, when you have a weapon, I believe, as poised for a breakout season like Michael Pittman as well as Jonathan Taylor coming off an MVP like season. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be a force. Like, when they were with Rivers, that's kind of what I think of. Like, the Carson Wentz thing, that was just throwaway that. But, like, when they were with Rivers, they made the playoffs, the wild card. They got the Bills in round one, right? Yes. And they almost won that game. They were, like, they were close to winning that game. I think if it Matt was. Ryan had been the quarterback. That they may have won that because I think Matt Ryan right now is better than Philip Rivers was like two years ago. I think we can both agree. On I that. would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, and I think Matt Ryan's just a better player like overall. So right. he's really perfect for this team. Yes, I, I thought so too. And the last team to comment on the division would be Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, last year with Urban Meyer, so crazy. Worst head coach ever. That'd be like the the conversation about having an adult in the room now. Yeah. With, with Doug Peterson, <laughs> Doug Peterson and the coach staff they brought in, they made a lot, a lot of signings. Yeah, I mean, overpaid for them, but they're still. I mean, they're there. Yes. You know, they're still weapons. And I believe you can definitely see a much bigger step from Trevor Lawrence this yeah. season. But despite that fact, there I don't see them being competitive in the AFC no. this season. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. That's like he's like the Andrew, the new Andrew Luck. That's just how much people are going crazy about like followed him through all of college and like yeah i mean i don't think the hype's for nothing but yes. yeah they're just they got to recover a little bit from that urban wire experience so this is like a bridge year maybe next year they'll be a contender absolutely but not this year all right now moving on to the afc east that includes the bills patriots dolphins and jets so i'll go first with this one at number one uh no shocker i have the buffalo bills with a record of 13 and 4 and snagging that two seed and then we have the uh, Miami Dolphins at eight and nine, missing the playoffs, and then we have the New England Patriots at a whopping five and twelve record, followed by the New York Jets at four and thirteen. And I move on to mine. I as well had the Buffalo Bills winning the division. Mine at fifteen and two. Holy smokes! <laughs> enough to capture the number one seed. Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. Yes. In second place, I also had the Miami Dolphins with a record of 8-9. and nine. Okay, yeah. Then I had a bit of a change up. I had the New York Jets in third in the division with a record of 7-10. and ten, Oh, okay. And the Patriots finishing fourth with the same record you had of 5-12. and 12. Okay. So I, I tend to go like a little bit top-heavy and then my bad teams are really bad, <laughs> which yes. you know, doesn't really translate usually. But it, I just can't see. Like, I, when I, like, you know, coming in there, usually – They'll see some upsets. It's hard for me to pick, like, oh, yeah, the Jets will beat the Colts randomly this week. I just exactly. I can't, I can't, like, feasibly say that, so I just don't. But, um, yeah, the Bills, 15-2. and two. Holy smokes. And as I was going through their schedule, I had such a hard time picking them to lose. 
I know it's yeah, it was hard. I think I had him losing to the Rams in the opener, uh, just because the Rams won't put together in the Super Bowl. And then I had him losing to the like the Bengals. I want to say the Packers maybe. I think I had them losing to the the Chiefs and the Bengals. Yeah, Chiefs was another one too. I, I don't know something about the Chiefs for them. It's like they just can't do it. I mean, they did beat them in the regular season last year, but yeah, they, but in the playoffs they they can't. That's true. But I mean, the Bills are gonna be. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be a force. <laughs> Absolutely, one of the no teams top to bottom, one of the best records in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that like concerns me a little bit is the secondary with you know high um, high being injured. And, you know, Foyer being old. And Tredavious White now is going to miss the start of the year, right? Yes. So that might be a bit of a question mark there. But other than that, it's going to be smooth sailing. Also, like the running game I was worried about. But, I mean, they did fine the last two years without, like, an established number one back. So I think their passing game is going to be more than good enough to make up for that. Absolutely. Plus, like, their total yards running last year wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but their average was fantastic. Like, the Singletary's in, like, what, top 10 yes, in rushing ability. So, yeah, I think that kind of just shows you where the, the NFL offense has gone from the running game to the passing game. Like, and think about the two best running teams last year, Browns and Colts. Um, neither of them made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so, probably a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a, a good quarterback can make up for a lot of things on a football team. And Moving on to Miami, we seem to be quite on the same page about that. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, Tua. Like, again. Yeah, it all comes down to Tua. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> you can have this amazing wide receiver core with Jalen yeah. Waddle and Tyree Kill, oh. and still not be able to get done. And a good tight end. And yeah, Gasecki. I'm not in love with their running backs. Wilson, though. yeah. Really? Like Gaskin and who else? They had uh, Mozart and Chase Edmonds Mozart, as well. Yeah, I mean, those are a bunch of, like, backup running backs, though. Like, Chase Edmonds back up to James Conner and, and Kenyon Drake, even. And, like, Mozart has been the guy that's kind of jumped around. And I, I don't know. I don't love Gaskin. I actually kind anymore. of like Miami's backfield. It, I don't know. It's, it's, eh, I'm, not, I'm not in love with it. And then uh, Patriots. The Patriots. <laughs> we both the Patriots making the playoffs last year, of course. 5-12. We both have them. Right, we've talked extensively, uh, Robert and I have, about the Patriots. And just about, like, how lacking their offenses. Yeah, no, but I can't name a single receiver they have. <laughs> like, that's just insane. Like, I don't know. You, you expect, like, Mac Jones to get better and everything to run smoother than it did in his first year, but they don't have an offensive coordinator. Like, that's just crazy. And all reports out of Patriots training camp seem to be that Mac Jones and the offense have been struggling. Yeah, I know, and he's, like, frustrated. Like, understandably, like, he's getting no help. Like, he's got a defensive-minded head coach. His offensive coordinators are defense coordinators. Like this is just this is just a recipe for disaster. Like, Absolutely, and being a, a lifelong Bills fan, I will relish in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I remember the first year that Brady left, all these Bills fans like were just like up and arms. They were just like so happy, and and I was like, ah, like don't be so quick to just write them off. Like, and sure enough, like two years later, they made the playoffs, only to get absolutely murdered by the Bills. But I think I'm going to write him off this year. Like, there's just, there's yeah. nothing. Like, I understand Bill Belichick, and you want to trust him, but, I mean, look at what they have. They have yeah. nothing. And the uh, final team to talk about would be the Jets. The Jets. And yeah. the opposite of what I think about New England is, when I look at the Jets, they have a quite of a, a lot of offensive talent on there. Whether it comes together, com- I mean, will be seen. I mean, honestly, if they had a... Uh, like Matt, how we were talking about Matt Ryan. If they had a Matt Ryan, right. I think absolutely they'd be a playoff team. But I mean, Zach Wilson was 
one of the worst quarterbacks in the <laughs> yeah. NFL last year. Maybe the worst. <laughs> yeah. And he's already hurt, so that can like that's just yeah. Yeah. But uh, a core with Corey Davis and and um. <laughs> Who else they got? They got somebody else. I, I messed up the name. Uh, a core with a uh, wide receiver core with with Corey Davis and Elijah. Elijah Moore, awesome. With Elijah Moore, love Elijah Moore, yeah. as well as their first round pick this year, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, and look, Denzel Mims too. And, and Mim, he's, a, he's a boost. I mean, with Mims and Braxton Berrios. Yeah. As well as signing oh, CJ Uzuma in free agency. Like, yeah, that was a good signing. And Braxton Berrios is like the best like kick return in the league right now. So. Like, that's a lot of good weapons there for them offensively. And I know. If they don't take a step this year, which uh, I think they'll be a little more competitive at seven and ten, but. And Certainly for the future, they've, they've got a bright future at receiver. I think they do. All right, so AFC West, to wrap up AFC, and we'll have Scott go first on that one. So, for the AFC West, I had the Los Angeles Chargers in first with a record of thirteen and four. Okay. Enough for the number three seed in the AFC. Following up them, I had the Kansas City Chiefs at twelve and five with the number five seed in the AFC. Then in third. I had the Las Vegas Raiders at nine and eight, enough to take the seven seed in the AFC. Really, nine and eight gets you seven in the AFC. Yes. Whoa. And then in fourth in that division, I had the Denver Broncos at seven and ten. Holy smokes! Okay, well, that I was not expecting that because I'm also low on the Broncos, but apparently not as low as you are. Because <laughs> uh, I had the Chargers number one at fourteen and three, uh, taking the number one seed in the AFC. The Chiefs at number two. At eleven and six, and taking the five spot in the wild card, uh, the Raiders at number three, taking the six spot with eleven and six record, and the Broncos at ten and seven, just missing the playoffs. So uh, I think let's talk about the Broncos first, because I was shocked at that. Like I never have trusted. Like I think Russell Wilson has been overrated. He, he's been on some phenomenal Seahawks teams with that defense, and like to me, he's just never had the pocket presence to be an elite quarterback. Which is why, you know, he's never had an MVP vote. So, but I, I mean, the Broncos people are saying they're t- they're telling me how good the receivers are, but I mean, are they like Jerry Judy unproven? You know, like, and Tim Patrick's hurt for the whole year. Like, I just don't see it with the Broncos. And as you know, I've been actually very high on the Broncos when they first yeah. acquired Russell Wilson. Which so it was odd to me when I had almost kind of flipped a lot because I was lower on the Raiders. At the time, yeah. But now I don't know what it was. So much that changed me about the Broncos. But it's like all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I can't see them being over the Raiders. I liked what the Raiders had a lot more, yeah. And the Broncos, right? Like I love the Raiders team. Like I wanted so badly for put the Raiders winning this division. I just I didn't have the guts to do it. But I would not be shocked because like Derek Carr, I think this is his chance. Like this is his year. He oh, absolutely. Do, he can't do it this year. Like you got your like. The best receiver, like undoubtedly, we can agree probably on that in the league. In Devontae Adams, yeah, yes, and uh, someone who he has a repertoire with, like he's played with him since like college. He's got Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends, maybe the best offensive tight end. Then you have like Hunter Renfro, like maybe one of the best slot receivers in the league. Like that's that's an offense that is just incredible. And the defense last year, really stepping it up towards the end of the year. I think they're going to be an absolute force. Yes, I, I'm a, I am very excited to watch the Raiders this year and see what they can do. Yeah, they're going to be like one of the more fun teams to watch this year. And, and especially when you get to see them play teams like the Chiefs and the Chargers. Like, and the Chiefs, like, I don't know. Like, I see them taking a step back, I guess. But also, like, they're going to have that poise when it comes to like, the playoffs. They may struggle a little bit in the regular season, but they're, they're going to advance in the playoffs, in my opinion. I think so, too. 
But, and you know one thing about the Chiefs that I think I'm, my opinion differs on than a lot of people? A lot of people are low on their receiving core after losing Tyreek Hill. And obviously Tyreek Hill is a great receiver. Yeah. But I quite like what the Kansas City Chiefs have at oh, receiver I now. I love it. With Sky Moore, MVS, and Juju Smith-Schuster, as well as Mecole Hardman. They complement each other perfectly. And not to discount Travis Kelsey either. Like, yeah, oh my gosh. I quite like that receiving core. I know, it's one of the best in the league, I think. But people seem to be low on it from what I've heard. I don't, I don't see that. Like, it's, you got your speedsters still. Like, MVS and Nicole Hardman are two of the fastest guys in the league. And you got your brute force and, like, Juju and Travis. Like, that's, hey, that's a really good receiving core. And then Patrick Mahomes is more than a good enough quarterback to make do with that. Like, of course. We're, like, we're talking about, like, not too many people I talk to are concerned with the Packers' offense, with their lack of receivers. And that's with Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, right up there with Aaron Rodgers and how good he is. And he's got a much better receiving course. So don't, don't even tell me the Chiefs are going to struggle at all in the passing game this year because they may have not. And the Chargers, though, I mean... Uh, of course, we've both predicted a changing of the guard good. here in this division. They're too good. Like, it's it's an all-star roster. <laughs> like, seriously, they just completely just... 100%. Perfect things. Both, both the Chargers and the Raiders had fantastic off-seasons, in my opinion. I mean, the Chargers bring Justin Herbert, just an incredibly elite quarterback, as well as having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, along with an, another emerging receiver in Jordan Palmer. Like, Yeah, oh my gosh. Or Josh Palmer. Is it Jordan? Or Josh Palmer? It's probably Josh Palmer. One of the other ones. <laughs> but also adding, like, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson on the defense. Like, that's huge. Like, and Brandon Staley. As well as, and Bosa, too. Like, like. And Staley being one of the most aggressive coaches in the league. Right. I think he's the only thing holding him back, though. He's got to tone it down a little bit. You think so? Yeah. Well, because, like, analytics are one thing, but, like, there's a human element to the game. Like, fourth, like, I understand the analytics part of it, but, like, the momentum. That's what the analytics don't take into consideration. Like, how the game is going right now. How is your offense feeling right now? How is the that defense feeling right now? Like, what just happened in the context of the game? I think he has to kind of use his own judgment. Sometimes judgment is not a bad thing. Like, I understand, I understand that, but there's some instances where it just drove me nuts. <laughs> that being said, I think he'll make the necessary adjustments for the division, though. Absolutely. All right, so that's our AFC predictions, and... Uh, and I will go ahead with my predictions now. I'll do a quick refresher. Side of things. From 1 to 7, in the AFC I had Buffalo, Cincinnati, LA Chargers, Indianapolis Colts, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders, and the NFC from 1-7, to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, LA Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals. So in my first round matchups, I had the Kansas City Chiefs defeating the Indianapolis Colts, the Cincinnati Bengals defeating the Las Vegas Raiders. And the LA Chargers defeating the Baltimore Ravens. And then the NFC, I had the LA Rams defeating the San Francisco 49ers. The Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers defeating the Arizona Cardinals. And the Dallas Cowboys defeating the Minnesota Vikings. Then in the divisional round, I had the Buffalo Bills defeating the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, revenge game. <laughs> the LA Chargers defeating the Cincinnati Bengals. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the LA Rams, yeah. and the Green Bay Packers defeating the Dallas Cowboys. 
And in the AFC Championship, I had the Buffalo Bills defeating the LA Chargers to advance the Super Bowl. And in the NFC, I had the Green Bay Packers defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to advance the Super Bowl. Oh, look at that. And, uh, and of course, the homer I am, I am picking the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. All right, so Bills fan over here, and it's a shocker. He picks, guys, he picks the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And me as a Packers fan, I know it's a shock. I pick the Packers to win. We're so unbiased. You know, it's pretty awesome. I know, right? But, you know, mark my words, the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. You can, you can write, you're going to want to write that. All right, well, you went definitely a little bit more. All right, we are now going on to the last part of our season predictions, and this is the awards <laughs> section. Right, and you have MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP. But, uh, yeah, so you uh, Green Bay 14. Is it just for like offense for a the year? Yeah, it's offense and defense. Okay, it's both. Well, right? Okay. With the and then comeback. Yeah, coming out. Aaron Rodgers has played it the last couple of years. And we're just doing the winners right now. Even with the How does the point system work for this? The receivers he has. That running game will be a pretty big margin. Well if you I predict the correct award winner, you will receive 10 points. In, uh, and if you're predicted award so winner as a nominee do but does not win the award, you will get 5 points. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. There's like, what, there's like 3 nominees, I think? Yes. Okay, that, that's pretty good. I like the Bills and Buffalo. Alright, so we can alternate. So you can go first for the MVP, and then I'll go first for offensive rookie or offensive player, and then. So, for MVP, I mean, of course we go back to our bias seed, but to go along <laughs> with their Super Bowl win and right, the number one seed in the AFC MVP, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like We could easily like be like, oh, uh, you know, I had the Packers win the Super Bowl. Let's say my MVP is Aaron Rodgers. It's not. But it's like, oh, well, in this, I'm just going to go completely off script and, and go like, oh, Trey Lance is the MVP. Like, we're not going to do that. We're going to. This is in correlation with our season. Quite a bit picture. higher on yes. Vikings. So uh, my MVP yeah, I don't know, is I think what was uh, Super Bowl was loser Zimmer, uh, Justin honestly. Herbert. Yeah, he, I really like Justin Herbert from his rookie year, and uh, I think he's got the perfect coach, the perfect offense to thrive. And he's a yard machine. He, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, him and Josh Allen. So Josh Allen was a good pick because they don't run the ball all that much, and when they do. It's with Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do quite like that Herbert pick as well. Yeah, I mean, they're both, like, great young quarterbacks. It's going to be really fun and exciting to see them duke it out for the next, you know, 15 years. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. All right, so Offensive Player of the Year. So this one's a bit difficult because you, you kind of want to think about, like, so Justin Herbert would have been my, you know, obviously his MVP. And my runner-up for MVP is, like, mm, it's probably Josh Allen. So logic would say... He's the offensive player of the year, but I feel like they tend to give that to like running backs now. Yeah, Lions receivers. This is with Derrick Henry. So I'm going to go with a bit of a wild card here, and I think that the Browns' offense is going to be ultra reliant on the running game. So I think Nick Chubb is going to eat up the yards. Uh, and mark my words, he's going to hit 2,000 yards this year. We can, you're going to want to write that down. I Nick Chubb, 2,000 yards. I find them more so if they had a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I find Jared Goff nice. I like that prediction. boring to watch. <laughs> and I'll go a little off the board as well. I like that. Too much. But my offensive player of the year is Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase. Okay, so offensive rookie and then offensive player of the year. I mean, I predicted the Bengals to capture the number two seed in the AFC, have a strong season, and I believe Jamar Chase will play a huge part of that. 
and I'll throw my own in. Mark my words, Jamar Chase will have over 1,500 receiving yards this season. <laughs> I, that, that's an exciting mark my words there. I can see that happening, and if it does, that I mean, that's, that's a nice graduation, though, for Jamar Chase. Offensive rookie, offensive year. I be, like Justin Fields a lot going yeah, into that yes. draft, but we'll see how they develop. And now on to defensive they MVP. I'll be going first. And my defensive MVP is Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, okay. So a bit of a, a bit of a uh, veteran comeback here for Joey. Uh, if he can stay healthy, that's a good, I like that pick. With the Chargers defense, who are they on? Khalil Mack? Yeah, Khalil Mack opposite him. Yeah, okay, I see your logic I like the there. potential for a big, big sack year yeah. for Joey Bosa. Okay, yeah, first I was like, then I was like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. That, that's a good thing. But I went a little younger, and I kind of went the route you went with the uh, offensive rookie to offensive player and defensive rookie, defensive player of the year. Because I have Michael Parsons winning defensive player of the year this year. And, uh, yeah, he's just an all-purpose linebacker. They should really have him uh, at the edge more often, I think, because he's a great edge rusher. More so a pass coverage guy. Also, I believe a good pick, an absolute all-around player for Dallas. Yeah. He does everything. I mean, I made a point to go after him in my fantasy draft because he, he just does everything, and he does it all so well. All right, so now on to this year's rookies. This is the spot where I struggle in year after year. I doubt I've got any right in this one. But I'm going to give it a shot. So offensive rookie of the year, so I'm taking a guy that I had my eye on the Packers to draft. Uh, which is a receiver drafted by the Saints is Chris Olave. So uh, my my thought process here is Jameis Winston. Maybe Michael Thomas isn't what he used to be. I am a Jameis Winston. For a guy to establish his connection with, you know, Michael Thomas was Drew Brees' guy. So I think Jameis Winston has got to find his guy. I think Chris Olave could be that guy. They've had to lose a, a few And along there. similar yeah, lines for me, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to find his guy this year. So my all yeah. rookie of the year is going to be Christian Wasp. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going to say Romeo Dobbs because I had him as my like, runner-up. I loved Christian Watson coming out of the draft, and I think he's going to play a big, big part in the offense for... Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I love the pick, and what's even better is that we uh, traded with the Vikings to get him. So that was awesome. I think the Vikings traded down like twice in that draft, and it was just both of them. I just the wrong thing. Like, that's a terrible trade down. But hey, I'll take it. All right, so uh, defensive rookie of the year. And the biggest thing for me, like. For defensive rookie of the year, I chose Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, defensive end. Like that just seems like the logical choice. Yeah, there. defensive ends are just like they're getting all the money nowadays in the NFL. And they had James Winston, Taysom Hill. They both got hurt. It was Trevor Simeon, and they still managed to scrape together like enough wins to be competitive. It's pretty insane. And then you had the one year with Drew Brees when he went out. They went like five and zero with Bridgewater as the starting quarterback. But that was all, and you know, in my opinion, that was like mostly Sean Payton's doing. So without him there, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so yeah, I guess I could I could see them going seven to ten. But I don't know. I mean, their division's pretty easy. They they're going to sweep the Falcons. They'll probably sweep the the Panthers, and they usually get a game in against Tampa Bay. So that's right there. It's you know five wins. Tampa Bay, of course, most people would say are going to be the most competitive team in that division. Yeah, coming out of Super Bowl a couple years ago. Brady still back to being Brady. Right, right. Hoping that Godwin will be healthy sooner rather than later. You know, I think for Tampa Bay this year, this is kind of going to be, first off, I think it's going to be Brady's last year. And I think it's going to be kind of like the, his last year in New England. 
Like, it's just going to be a kind of a quiet exit in, like, the first round of the playoffs. Nothing too exceptional in the regular season, just kind of. Because he's not even, like, this isn't Brady, it feels like. Like, it feels like the interviews, he was kind of just not 100%. And, like, Brady was always, like, 110%. Like, he was just the guy. Like, never took a day off, you know, fully committed. And he was already thinking about retiring. He did retire, comes back. It just, I don't know, I don't like to look there. Yeah. Brady. Understandable. I could see, and I could see that as well. But uh, Carolina is interesting to me because I think they have Absolutely. a really high ceiling but also a pretty low floor. <laughs> All depending on how well Baker plays. Yes. We saw some very good things in Baker Mayfield two years ago. Yeah. But, I mean, dealing with that shoulder injury last year, right. you'd think that affected him a lot. I would. I mean, he was very good two years ago. Yeah. So we'll see what he can come back with with some decent weapons there with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Right. I, I think this team has, like, a good measure of desperation. Like, Matt Rule, this is his – it's do or die for him this year. This, you know, this is, like – He's on the hot seat. For sure. And uh, they got some talented receivers. They got a great running game, a pretty good defense. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, if he balls out, I could see them doing some damage. On the other hand, if he plays like he did last year, they could be in, like, a very much, you know, tank situation. But uh, Atlanta Falcons, garbage. Yes. <laughs> we can and both agree un- on that. Undoubtedly, the garbage of the NFC. <laughs> the class of the NFC. <laughs> Matt Ryan was the only thing they had on that team for the last, like, five years. <laughs> Ever since that Super Bowl loss. Marcus so. Mariota, throw you right in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better than Carson Wentz, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of Carson Wentz, moving on to his division, the NFC Least. And this division is, I mean, it's everyone's favorite division to watch. It's so entertaining every year. And, uh, yeah, if, you're, if you don't think I'm being sarcastic... You are wrong. <laughs> so, NFC least. Number one is the Dallas Cowboys at a whopping 10-7 and 7 record, snagging that number four seed, which is just unfair. Unfair that they get home field advantage, but they do. Uh, number two in the division is the Eagles, coming in at 9-8 and eight and missing the playoffs. Number three, we have the Washington Commanders at 5-12. And, and number four, the New York Football Giants, with a new head coach and a new general manager, same results, at least for this year, although I do believe they'll turn it around at some point. Uh, they're coming in at 5-12 to 12 as well. And my predictions I had, also the Dallas Cowboys finishing first, but I had them at 12-5 and five enough to take the number three seed. Ooh, okay. Then I had the Eagles in second place, with 8-9 and nine also missing the playoffs. Then I had the Washington Commanders at 7-10, and 10. And in last, I had the New York Giants at three and fourteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I thought for sure you were, you were gonna have the Eagles being really good because people seem to be you know flying high uh, on the Eagles for like no apparent reason. Yeah, I have been very low on the Eagles. I did not think they belonged in the playoffs last year. They didn't. They, they beat like garbage teams. <laughs> I'm not a Jalen Hurts believer. I no. People have been very high on them, and I have not been on the Eagles train whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I think Devontae Smith is a rail. I don't think he's going to do much of anything in the NFL. Uh, and A.J. Brown is, is a great receiver, but, I mean, when you're a receiver, you're only as good as your quarterback can be. And Jalen Hurts, like you said, I just don't – I didn't see it. Like, he was – like like a lot of the, like a lot of the guys, like – 
Tyler Huntley type of people. Like, he can run, but that's really it, you know? Like, a lot of guys can run. A lot of guys can make plays off script. That doesn't make them good quarterbacks. And the fact that they didn't beat a single team with a winning record last year yep. was just, I don't, I don't know. And Coach Sirianni is, he's a joke. <laughs> he's like the polar opposite of Dan Campbell, like... Just completely yeah. awful at the podium. <laughs> Personally, I will be betting the under for the Eagles' record this season. What is what is the the, the number for their wins? It has been around nine. Nine. Eight and a half to nine. I have them going nine, but yeah, I I would bet the under on that <laughs> because I, depending on how the season goes, they may bench hurts, and then it's all over from there. But uh, Commanders five and twelve. Some people are high on them too. It's just a shock to me because they traded for Carson Wentz when Baker Mayfield was, I mean, I don't know when the timing of that was, but if they would just would have waited, they could have easily gotten Baker. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was loads better than Wentz. I, I don't understand that move. His career is done, in my opinion. I mean, uh, I, I love a lot of what the commanders have at wide receiver in Jahan Dodson, Terry McLaurin, right. Curtis Samuel. I do really love a lot of their receivers. But I can't see them getting it done with Carson Wentz. No, and that defense should be good, but it should have been good last year, and it wasn't. Yeah. So if that's not good, they really are. They could be a garbage team. I mean, they they, they are going to rely on that defense. And, you know, personal opinion, I think Ron Rivera is a bit overrated as a coach. I mean, he made the Super I would Bowl agree with, you. with Cam Newton, who was unstoppable for that one year. Besides that, he really hasn't done anything worthwhile. So I'm not trusting the commanders this year at all. Uh, and the Giants, I think Brian Dayball and Joe Shane are going to do a good job with that team. But it, it's the worst. It's the sloppiest team in the league. Their cap situation is awful. And they have nobody. They have nothing to show for it. Their number one receiver is Kenny Galladay. I mean, as far as number ones go, that's pretty weak. They have Daniel Jones, a, a terrible, unproven quarterback. At the worst defense imaginable, the absolute worst offensive line. That's a dumpster fire. Yeah, absolutely. I think they will turn it around in New York, but it will not be this year. No, definitely won't be this year. This is like a kind of take the bite the bullet year, as they say. Yes. Save up your money. Just as as hard as it is for Giants fans, you just gotta watch them lose again, <laughs> four or five win seasons again. Yeah. All right. Now we get to you know we're done with all the that abysmal team division. We get to the class of the NFC, the NFC West. Start us off on this one. So I had an interesting finish here. In the number one position here in this division, I had the Los Angeles Rams at 11 and 6 for the number four seed in the Ooh, NFC. Bit of a low number. Also at 11 and 6, I had the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I knew you were in. <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. Then in third at 9 and 8, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. And following up in fourth is the Seattle Seahawks at four and thirteen. Okay, all right. Uh, so I want to throw up at this point, <laughs> <laughs> but I will try to read my prediction. So at number one, I have the Rams at thirteen and four. Uh, they're taking the number one seed. I don't understand why people are down on the Rams, but number two, I have the Cardinals at eleven and six and snagging the number six wild card. Uh, number three, I have the San Francisco 49ers at 7 and 10. And at last place, the Seattle Seahawks at 2 and 15. So let's talk about the Rams for a second before we get into you know, the juicy stuff. So we both have the win of the division. You have kind of a low ball, 11 and 6. 
So what? why do you think they're going to regress from last year? Well, I do believe that Matthew Stafford's shoulder injury could linger throughout the years, some had said, okay. which would be an issue. I mean, and they I, have a lot of talented... Like, they, they got almost the same team as they started with last year. I mean, Von, uh, Von Miller, Odell Beckham are mid-season acquisitions. I mean, without Robert Woods, too. But, I mean, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson him, is Robin a good Woods. replacement. Yeah, I mean, you can almost say an upgrade from Robert Woods. Yes. Right. So, I don't know. I, I love the team. Their defense is phenomenal, as always. Sean McVay, great coach, as we all know. Um, they're going to bring the intensity. They're going to bring the fight every game. And I, I'm, I'm terrible. Like week one, Ben versus Bill is gonna be a great matchup. But I don't know. <laughs> if I'm a Bills fan, I would definitely. That's not what I how I want to start the year off. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I I really like the Rams team this year. I didn't. I wasn't high on them last year. But after kind of, just, I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Like, gotta kind of give them some respect yes. in that regard. And it was just kind of how it fell out as I was predicting. I don't know that I purposely wanted them at that low. I don't know if particularly low, but lower than some. And then uh, the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, exclamation point on this is the 49ers. So I had them 7 and 10. You had, what, 11 and 6? Yes, I had 11 and 6. And you had to make the playoffs, correct? Yes, at the number 5 seed. <laughs> All right, so this is kind of the same thing that we had last year. I, am, I hate 49ers with every fiber in my body, and I think they're not that good. I think Kyle Shanahan is overrated, and yeah. Trey Lance is not going to be that great in my opinion. Of course, the, uh, this big Trey Lance guy coming out of the draft. Yeah. liked him a lot. And I definitely could see a path to the crashing and burning easily. Right. But I like the four diners. I mean, with Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, he'll have a good offense go around him. Like, one of the best offensive lines in the league. He's stepping into a very good position. Yeah, I mean... That's true. Like, you have all, all the rookie quarterbacks that, that were taken in the draft. He definitely has the best surrounding, like, supporting cast. Like, if anyone is set up in a position to do well, it's Trey Lance. But the problem is, like, we we saw so little. He played, like, what, one full season in college? Yes. And that was against, like, not great college teams. So we really have a very small sample size. Uh, he did play, like, a game last year, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, it all rests on him. To be honest, and if you believe in him, then some people are really believing him. Like they, like you, you kind of have an 11, 11 and six, but I'm just not seeing it there. Uh, and then Arizona, you had what nine and eight? Yes, I had them at nine and eight. Eleven and six for me. So, what's your thoughts on Kyler Murray? You think he's, you think he's actually a legit like elite tier quarterback, or is he more like kind of a, you know, like Dak Prescotty type? I would definitely include him in the tier with Dak, Dak Prescott. Yeah. That bordering on elite tier. Right, yeah. I would just need to see a bit more from him to be able to include him in a tier with guys like Allen and Mahomes and Herbert. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I mean, I think, I don't know, just that weird clause that, I know they took it out, but the fact that that even had me in there, four hours of like study yeah. after every practice or something. It has you a little concerned. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Right. I mean, I've never seen, and none of us have ever seen that before. Like, that's just insane. And, and the fact that, like, he's being compared, some people are taking him, like, over Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's just nuts. Like, Lamar Jackson won MVP. Like, that disrespect is crazy, and then I think Kyler Murray is a bit overhyped. But that being said, their their offensive firepower is really good this year. I really like their roster. With, uh, you got 
DeAndre Hopkins when he comes back. You have Marquise Brown. You still have A.J. Green. Zach Ertz is still Zach Ertz. Like, I don't know what happened. Just people just – he, like, dropped off everyone's radar randomly. <laughs> but he's still a really good tight end, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, and their defense is loaded, locked and loaded. So, I don't know. I think the Cardinals – remember, they were the best team in the league. Like, they went 8-0 last year, and then they just kind of totally collapsed. But that kind of showed they have it in them to be, like, the best team in the league. Yeah. And uh, what do we got else? The, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every division has that one team that's just, <clears throat> and the Seahawks. And they're going to be, like, just abysmal. I have them at 2-15, and 15, but I think they could be the worst team in the league. Yeah, and I have board 13 as well. Why Pete Carroll is coaching that team into his 70s, I will never know. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not yeah. going to save their rebuild on that team. No. That's ridiculous. I'm... Glad the Legion of Doom is long gone. I, I have no urge to see the Seahawks have a winning record for a long time. All right, so that's our regular season predictions for both conferences. Now we get into the exciting action, the playoffs. So let's start it. We'll do first round, I guess, for both. We'll start it off with the AFC. Sure. All right, so, so right, first we, round. we each go through our whole thing yeah, first? Yeah, you'll, you'll go through your – actually, yeah, let's just do our whole thing. So you'll start it off, I guess. Okay. So I'll start it off. For me, I'll now read back my standings first. Make it make a little more sense. Yeah, refresher. In AFC, from one to seven, I had Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Colts, Chiefs, Ravens. And then in the NFC, I had the Buccaneers, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, 49ers, and Vikings. All right. So we got the Bills get a bye, and then the Packers get a bye, right? Or the Buccaneers. Buccaneers get a bye. Yeah, Buccaneers and Bills. Only one team gets a bye. It's still kind of weird to me. So used to the two-team bye. Like, I don't know. I I, I guess I like it overall. I'm not a fan of the the game expansion because that's just gonna just one just a money grab is gonna mess up the like the entire history of the NFL we're gonna look back at these quarterback stats and you know and such and we're gonna be like oh you know he played the same amount of seasons but with that that one extra game every year it's gonna make a difference and you know hopefully it won't make the the old quarterbacks totally obsolete yes but anyway I digress so in my first round, I have the Chiefs defeating the Indianapolis Colts, the Bengals defeating the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chargers defeating the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And on the NFC side, I had the Rams defeating the 49ers, the Cowboys defeating the Vikings, and the Packers defeating the Cardinals. And moving on to the second round, in the AFC, I had the Bills defeating the Kansas City Chiefs. And my phone died. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's all right. We'll have all our predictions posted in the description of the video. You can come back to it at any time and review it. But while Scott powers up his phone. Oh, we don't have to. Yeah, while Scott powers up his phone, I'll read you off mine. And this is the AFC. We started off with the Chiefs at the Colts. 
And big shocker here, guys. I'm going with Matt Ryan and the Colts beat the Chiefs in round one of the playoffs, an early exit mm. for Patrick Mahomes. I uh, really love the Colts team this year. That Matt Ryan is just absolutely perfect for that team. Uh, I think they get it done against the Chiefs. Raiders at Ravens. I really love the Raiders team this year. Love their defense. I love their offensive weapons probably more than any team in the league. So I have the Ravens, the Raiden, yeah, the Raiders upsetting the Ravens in round one. Then we have the Bengals and the Bills. The Bills taking that against the Bengals. Then over in the NFC side of things, we get the Vikings and the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys are a joke. They're in it just because their division is awful. But I think the Vikings have enough to, to win that game. Cardinals and Buccaneers. As I mentioned before, this is not. I don't see this being a very good year for Brady. He's kind of going to go out quietly. So I'd say the Cardinals will upset Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay and advance. And then the Saints and the Packers in Green Bay at Lambeau. I think the Packers will take that. And back to the AFC for the divisional round, we have the Raiders and Chargers. And the Chargers will get their revenge in this game for that overtime blob uh, last year. The Chargers will advance to the AFC Championship game. Then we have the Colts-Bills. The Bills will advance to face the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. Back over to the NFC, we have the Vikings and Packers divisional game, the third matchup of the year, and I think the Packers will take it to advance to the NFC Championship game. The Cardinals and the Rams, another divisional matchup here, and the Rams will take that as well. Then the Rams-Packers, and this will be in Los Angeles, the uh, ever-elusive NFC Championship for the Packers, I think. What a shock, guys, that I'm going to predict this. I think the Packers will win and advance to the Super Bowl, and I bet none of you saw that coming. Now we have the Chargers and the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Uh, this is going to be, this could be another 13 seconds sort of type of situation. Um, and unfortunately for the Bills, I have the Chargers coming out on top in that one. So your Super Bowl, in my prediction, is Packers versus Chargers. And guys, it's going to be a, come as a shock to all of you, but I, I do have the Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. And I'm um, feeling pretty, pretty confident in it. I think that the uh, the loss of one of the best receivers in NFL history uh, will somehow, some way, benefit this team. But in all realisticness, their defense is scary good this year, and their their running game and offensive line is second to none, in my opinion. So I think that is what will uh, propel the Packers to the top of the league this year. Uh, all right, yeah, Scott got his phone back, and he's ready to give you his. And I will go ahead with my prediction now. I'll do a quick refresher. From 1 to 7, in the AFC I had Buffalo, Cincinnati, LA Chargers, Indianapolis Colts, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Las Vegas Raiders. And the NFC from 1 to 7, I had Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals. All right, pretty solid list. So in my first round matchups, I had the Kansas City Chiefs defeating the Indianapolis Colts, the Cincinnati Bengals defeating the Las Vegas Raiders, and the L.A. Chargers defeating the Baltimore Ravens. 
And then the NFC, I had the LRM Rams defeating the San Francisco 49ers. The Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers defeating the Arizona Cardinals. And the Dallas Cowboys defeating the Minnesota Vikings. Then in the divisional round, I had the Buffalo Bills defeating the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, revenge game. <laughs> the LA Chargers defeating the Cincinnati Bengals. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the LA Rams. And the Green Bay Packers defeating the Dallas Cowboys. There we go. And in the AFC Championship, I had the Buffalo Bills defeating the LA Chargers to advance the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. And in the NFC, I had the Green Bay Packers defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to advance the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, look at that. And two uh, teams in there. And of course, the homer I am, I am picking the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, so Bills fan over here, and it's a shocker. He picks, guys, he picks the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And me as a Packers fan, I know it's a shock. I picked the Packers to win. We're so unbiased. You know, it's pretty awesome. I know, right? But, you know, mark my words, the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. So you can, you can write, you're going to want to write that down. All right, and now we move on to the last part of our season predictions, and this is the awards section. All right, and you have MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, offensive, uh, did you, is it just for offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, it's offense and defense. Okay, it's both, right, yeah. right? Okay. And then... Comeback. Yeah, comeback. And coach. And coach. Okay. okay. And we're just doing the winners, right? No runs. Yes. Okay, so... And how does the point system work for this? It's a pretty big margin, I remember it being, you know, it could definitely impact. If you predict the correct award winner, you will receive 10 points. And if you're predicted award winner as a nominee but does not win the award, you will get 5 points. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. There's like, what, there's like 3 nominees, I think? Yes. Okay, that, that's pretty good. I like that. Alright, so we can alternate. So you can go first for the MVP, and then I'll go first for offensive rookie, or offensive player, and then on and so forth. So, for MVP... I mean, of course, we go back to our bias seed, but to go along with their Super Bowl win and right, the number one just... seed in the AFC MVP, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, we could easily like be like, oh, uh, you know, I had the Packers win the Super Bowl. Let's say my MVP is Aaron Rodgers. It's not. But it's like, oh, well, in this, I'm just going to go completely off script and, and go like, oh, Trey Lance is the MVP. Like, we're not going to do that. We're going to, this is in correlation with our season predictions, of course. Yes. So uh, my MVP is uh, Super Bowl loser, uh, Justin Herbert. Ooh. Yeah, he, I really like Justin Herbert from his rookie year, and uh, I think he's got the perfect coach, the perfect offense to thrive. And he's a yard machine. He, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, him and Josh Allen. So Josh Allen was a good pick because they don't run the ball all that much, and when they do, it's with Josh Allen. <laughs> yes. Although I do quite like that Herbert pick as well. Yeah, I mean, they're both like great young quarterbacks. It's going to be really fun and exciting to see them duke it out for the next you know 15 years it's gonna be awesome absolutely all right so offensive player of the year so this one's a bit difficult because you, you kind of want to think about like so justin herbert would have been my you know obviously he was mvp and my runner up for mvp is like mm, it's probably josh allen so logic would say he's the offensive player of the year but i feel like they tend to give that to like running backs now and receivers at least they did with derrick henry so i'm gonna go with a bit of a wild card here and i think that the Browns' offense is going to be ultra-reliant on the running game, so I think Nick Chubb is going to eat up the yards. Uh, and mark my words, he's going to hit 2,000 yards this year. We can, you're going to want to write that down. Nick Chubb, 2,000 yards, and Offensive Player of the Year. Very nice. I like that prediction. 
And I'll go a little off the board as well. Oh, oh, my, I like that. Yeah, too much. But my offensive player of the year is Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase. Okay, so offensive rookie and then offensive player of the year. I mean, I predicted the Bengals to capture the number two seed in the AFC, have a strong season, and I believe Jamar Chase will play a huge part of that. And I'll throw my own in. Mark my words, Jamar Chase will have over 1,500 receiving yards Holy this season. Smokes. I that That's an exciting mark my words there. Yes. I can see that happening, and if it does, that is going to be bonkers, though. I mean, that's that's a nice graduation, though, for Jamar Chase. Offensive rookie, offensive player of the year. That would be, that'd be pretty cool to see that. Yes. And now on to defensive MVP. I'll be going first. And my defensive MVP is Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Okay, so a bit of a, a bit of a uh, veteran comeback here for Joey. Uh, if he can stay healthy, that's a good. I like that pick. But the Chargers defense. Who are they? Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack opposite him. Yeah. Okay, I see your. I logic like the there. potential for a big, big sack year yeah. for Joey Bosa. Okay. Yeah. At first, I was like, ah, but then I was like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. That that's a good pick. But I went a little younger, and I kind of went the route you went with the offensive rookie to offensive player. I went defensive rookie, to defensive player of the year, because I have Micah Parsons winning defensive player of the year this year. And, uh, yeah, he's just an all-purpose linebacker. They should really have him uh, at the edge more often, I think, because he's a great edge rusher, also, more so than a, a pass coverage guy. Also, I believe a good pick, an absolute all-around player for Dallas. Yeah. He does everything. I mean, I made a point to go after him in my fantasy drafts because he, he just does everything. And he does it all so well. All right, so now on to this year's rookies. This is the spot where I struggle in year after year. <laughs> I doubt I've got any right in this one. But I'm going to give it a shot. So offensive rookie of the year, I'm taking a guy that I had my eye on for the Packers to draft, uh, which is a receiver drafted by the Saints, is Chris Olave. So uh, my, my thought process here is Jameis Winston, maybe Michael Thomas isn't what he used to be, uh, Jameis Winston, he's looking for a guy to establish his connection with. You know, Michael Thomas was Drew Brees' guy. So I think Jameis Winston has got to find his guy. And I think Crystal Lottie just could be that guy. And along similar lines for me, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to find his guy this year. So my uh -huh. rookie of the year is going to be Christian Waston. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going to say Romeo Dobbs because I had him as my like runner-up here. I just made a little note. I loved Christian Watson coming out of the draft, and I think he's going to play a big, big part in the offense for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I love the pick, and what's even better is that we uh, traded with the Vikings to get him, so that was awesome. I think the Vikings traded down like twice in that draft, and it was just both of them. I just remember thinking, like, that's a terrible trade down. <laughs> but hey, I'll take it. All right, so uh, defensive rookie of the year, you're up. For defensive rookie of the year, I chose Aiden Hutchinson. Yep, defensive end. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like that just seems like the logical choice. Yeah, there. defensive ends are just—they're getting all the money nowadays in the NFL. Yes. And uh, all right, so yeah, defensive rookie of the year—not too surprising there. Uh, also, you know, the fact that I love the Lions team this year <laughs> contributes to that. Uh, so now, comeback player of the year, and this one I mentioned before. And I pretty much had my mindset on this one at the end of last year. And I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield. And I had this picked even before he was traded because I also love the Browns roster. And uh, I think ba Baker Mayfield's gotten a bad rap lately. So I think he proves to the world that he's worthy of the first-round pick. A choice, an excellent choice, I believe. And I went, although, with one of his teammates, which I thought was a very easy choice, and Christian McCaffrey. 
Christian. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. As long as Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy and have money, expect he can have a a big year, and I think could be just an absolute shoe in for comeback player of the year. Oh, for sure, he definitely is a talent. Like the last couple of years now, he's been hurt. So I think yeah, if he comes back, that'll definitely get get on the radar there. Um, and what's the last one here? And our final award coach. prediction is coach of the year. All right. And for coach of the year, I went with the coach of my number one NFC seeded team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at new Bulls. coach Todd Bowles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old Todd, that's kind of a comeback thing too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I included it. The double award there. Because <laughs> when you're doing coach of the year, you usually pick one that did some like did something good. Yeah. Or did something markedly better than the year before. Or to trying coach to like of the year. revive a dead team or something. Yes, like, a, a yeah. team that exceeds expectations. And I yeah. couldn't pick one out other than Tampa Bay. It just seems like that, to me, was a good choice. All right, so I was very tempted with mine to go with Matt Fleur because I think he does not get any respect for what he does with that Packers team. 13-win season it's in all three of his years there. Uh, I did not go there. I was tempted also to go for MCDC, more City Dan Campbell, but I think you got to get into the playoffs is like a minimum requirement for Coach of the Year. So I went with uh, another controversial guy. Some hate him, some love him, but I went with Brandon Staley of the Chargers as Coach of the Year. I think those fourth down, uh, those fourth down gambles are going to pay off a little more this year. Another pick I like as well. All right, so that that wraps it up. Uh, we're going to have all our awards and everything posted in the description, so we will be marking our words for all of these things. This is going to be something we keep up and kind of like check back in on every once in a while, and at the end of the year, we'll tally up the points, and the winner shall be the king. All right, now we're getting into our week one predictions. So in addition to that, we're going to do every week, of course, give insight analysis and predictions on all of the teams. And all of the games, so this is our week one predictions, and we're gonna. I think we should finish it off with uh, the Thursday night game because this is you know tonight's game. So finish it off with the Thursday night for a dramatic effect. All right. So here we go, and Scott, why do you want to start us off with this? And uh, I'll start with the, the second one on my board here. So yeah, New Orleans versus Atlanta, and I picked the New Orleans Saints. Okay, and on this one, I picked the Saints as well. <laughs> I mean, not much of a decision here, right? Atlanta stinks. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one is it's not even when you hover your mouse over Atlanta's icon. It's just, yep, Saints. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. We have the 49ers and the Bears, and uh, I think we can both say we picked the 49ers on this one. Indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> Another stinker in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Those two games should, should probably be blowouts, I would, I would expect, with the road team winning both. Yes. And now on to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, where I have the Bengals winning. All right, yes, I had the Bengals as well. Although this one I, I hesitated for a little bit because the Steelers, they do a good job. Like, they never fall flat. And divisional games can get a bit weird, a bit wonky, and week one is kind of the wonkiest week of them all. <laughs> So, uh, but, you know, in the end, I did pick the Bengals for this one. And, uh, okay, Eagles-Lions. This is going to be interesting. I picked the Lions on this one. As did I. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I can't gain anything here. All right, well, yeah, Lions, I don't know. I think they're more put together than the Eagles. A lot of the Eagles' talent and the reasons why people think they're going to be good is that, you know, all that's new stuff coming in. So 
if they are going to be good, I think it's not going to be right away, at least. Yeah, oftentimes you you can see teams struggling week one that are still putting together yeah. new pieces. Right, like the Rams, they weren't they it took them quite a while to get things together last year. Like they were kind of a questionable team, you know, Matthew Stafford throwing a million interceptions and pick sixes every week. And I feel like that's kind of how the Super Bowl teams go. You know, like it's never the the cleanest team that wins the Super Bowl. It always seems to be the team that gets hot near the end. Yeah, which, you know, ironically is the Packers every year. <laughs> they come into the playoffs with like a four-game streak, but alas. <laughs> All right, so Patriots-Dolphins, who you got on this one? I had the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, as did I. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to pick the Patriots, but because uh, they're going down, they went down Tuesday this week because they've lost in Miami like the last like, four or five years. So they actually went down there on Tuesday for the, for the whole week. To it practice. is supposed to be a scorcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, this is going to be a, like one of the most boring games ever. It's going to be like, I would definitely bet the under. This is one of those bet the under games in my opinion. Tua and Mac Jones does not excite me. No. <laughs> and Tua also is quite boring to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's one you don't turn on. All right, and uh, Ravens-Jets. Uh, pretty. I actually think this is going to be a pretty exciting game. Uh uh, I did go with the Ravens in this one, though. So did I. They will defeat their former quarterback and Joe Flacco. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Joe Flacco. Yes, right. who was named starting quarterback this revenge week. Revenge game. A lot of revenge games this, this week. Yes, there are. <laughs> and, like, unplanned, too. So, uh, Washington Commanders hosting the Jaguars. Who do you got for this one? I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Winning. Okay, I thought you might do that. Uh, so I went with the Commanders in this one. Because this, this was a toss-up for me. Because not a fan of either team. Me, too. But, uh... Yeah, I'll take the Commanders' home field. You know, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Well, as I had mentioned before, I love the Commanders' wide receiver core, but I am probably, I am a little high on Jacksonville, at least to do better than they have before. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's hard to do worse. <laughs> yeah, so I suck to them. All right, and the ultimate revenge game. This is, like, the game I'm looking forward to the most on Sunday. Uh, the Browns and the Panthers. Who you got for this one? I have the Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay, so I, I went for the Panthers. So, so our first two games here. Yeah. We differed. <laughs> So the, a team I really love in the Browns, a quarterback I really love in the Panthers. So I, don't know, I could see it going either way, though. So on here it says 78% of people picked the Panthers. I, that's pretty shocking to me. You know, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Yeah, a game I'll be interested to watch as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And moving on, we will have Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Okay, so for this one, I went with the Colts. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and But I did think about the Texans for half a second because Davis Mills is intriguing. The fact that he was able to do like decent in just maybe the most untalented roster in the league, that's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty decent. And this division is pretty weak, so I don't know. And maybe that's in a couple of years when Matt Ryan is like really old or gone, the Texans could do something with him. But, yeah, this should be a blowout. <laughs> uh, and then we got the Titans hosting the Giants in Tennessee here. And I had the Titans emerging victorious in this one. Yeah, they should roll them. Uh, you know, I, I like Brian Dayball and everything, but uh, and I don't like the Titans, but uh, King Henry is going to go hog wild on that Giants defense. Yes. And then the game of the week is the Packers and the Vikings in Minnesota. Who do you got winning this one? I have the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so we differ again. I, ugh, I don't even want to say this, but I, I do have the Vikings winning this Ooh. one. So the Packers haven't beat the Vikings in a couple of years, I think. Oh, actually, it's been... Has it been? It's, they didn't beat them at all. They got swept last year, I believe, which was shocking. So I think the Vikings just kind of got our number at least for a little bit. Uh, first game back, no receivers. 
it's going to take a little while for the offense to gel. So, yeah, I think the Vikings are a little bit more composed on this one. I can see it coming down to the wire with a field goal, which I'd take my odds with that because Vikings kickers are, are known to be awful. <laughs> so, uh, then we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cardinals. Maybe like the best game of the year offensive firepower, or week, sorry, firepower-wise. Two very talented teams. Who do you got winning this one? I had the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I went with the Arizona Cardinals here. And I, this is the shit most shocking number. Like 85% of people on ESPN picked the Chiefs to win this game. It is a very shocking number. What is with that? I mean, do people just, uh, why are they so low in, in Arizona this year? I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I mean they're uber talented. Like <laughs> After their start to last year, you'd think people might be higher on them. But the, the narrative just changed so much. After their playoff loss last year. Yeah, I mean, they as good as they looked to start off the year last year, they looked equally bad to finish it. Yes. It, that was just odd. It was like a, a tale of two seasons, almost, with the Cardinals. But, again, like, week one, maybe I'm thinking, overthinking, like, composure, and, like, oh, the team, they're just started, they're, they got to get it together. Maybe I'm overthinking that, because that's kind of why I chose the Cardinals. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, then we got the 425 matchup between the Raiders and Chargers. And uh, I think I marked this down as a revenge game, too, because, you know, we all know what happened last season with that, that thrilling game, best game all year with the Raiders and Chargers. Well, absolutely. Just that an amazing finish to the yeah. regular season, that oh, game. Crazy game. But this time, I had the outcome changing a touch with the Los Angeles Chargers taking the win. Yeah, I do as well. I do as well. But and uh, another composure thing, <laughs> but I think they're just a better team flat out. Yeah, some good high-powered offenses in the in this four o'clock window here. They'll yeah. be right. You got Chargers, you Raiders, Cardinals, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings, and oh, well, Titans, Giants. But other than that, I mean, they're spoiling us with Week One right now. <laughs> Every game seems like it's a good game, with the exception of a few. But uh, Sunday night football here uh, with Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, no more Adam Michaels on Sunday night. But uh, we got Tampa Bay and Dallas. Uh, so this was, I think they faced last year in week one as well, yes, uh, in which Tampa Bay prevailed. And I also have Tampa Bay prevailing again. I went a little different. I chose the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, ah, okay. Mike McCarthy and the boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard for me to pick them to win any game, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then we have the Monday night matchup between the Broncos, Seahawks, Russell Wilson revenge game. What do you got for this one? I had Russell Wilson come out on top with his Denver Broncos. Yeah, I, this should quite literally be a murder. <laughs> Shield your eyes. This is one of those games that you watch the Manning cast for. So, like, my logic with that is Manning cast is, if it's, like, my favorite teams, like the Packers or the Bills, I'm going to watch, the like, the play-by-play. Yes. It's more, like, the Manning cast, you're hanging out with Eli and Peyton. You're just having a good time. It's, like, this perfect for games you don't really, like, care about, like, Broncos, yeah. Seahawks. It, my thoughts exactly. But once yeah. your favorite team and they're kind of goofing off and not paying attention yeah. to what's going no. on, it, it yeah. it's just a weird feeling to you when you're watching the game and you feel like announcers should be saying what's happening is important. Yeah, yeah, because you're like so intense on it. Like, oh, we're going to score a touchdown. And you know, Eli and Peyton are laughing about some story that happened, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's it's a good like option to have, though. It's perfect. Yeah, like, so I, I'd agree. Yeah, like games you care about, like really want to watch, you know, watch the regular games you get and be like, ah, you know, I'll watch Eli Manning, it's perfect. Alright, so, the game. The game of the week. Thursday night, Thursday night matchup, NFL opener, Buffalo Bills facing the defending champs Los Angeles Rams. Who do you have for this one? 
Shocker, I have my Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you got a score prediction on that one? My Just score prediction out there. is the Buffalo Bills are going to win 27-23. to 23. Okay, all right, so a bit you know conservative with it, considering the high-powered offenses, but also high-powered defenses as well. I feel like these defenses are the type that can like score on you, though. <laughs> That's how good they are. But uh, I went in the opposite direction. I went with the Rams for this game, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go 30-20, 30-20 Rams. Actually, no, 30-23, 30-23 Rams. Mark it in. And I uh, can't wait for that anthem. So Ozzy Osbourne. That's oh, you know I'm so glad I don't have to you know just get up and go to the bathroom when halftime comes. You can actually <laughs> enjoy watching it. So, uh, yeah, these are our season predictions, our week one picks. Um, And I hope you guys out there enjoyed the podcast. Hope you all have a great football weekend. And this is Rob. And Scott. And we are tuning out.